Who would you have at your birthday party as your like dream? Oh, Taylor girl? Swift, obviously. Real Taylor? Would you not have Just, not? Could you guess that it was going to be that? Nah. What do you mean? I get it though, because then everyone will want to go to your birthday party. Otherwise, no one would turn up. Oh, <laughs> that was so mean. Sorry, I like. I, I the, the woman was too stunned to speak. You know how like sometimes an opportunity presents itself and you just have to grab it. It's International Women's Day and you just insulted a woman. Anyway, my musical act <laughs> Please do rapidly changing the subject would be Snoop Dogg for oh, the exact yeah? same reason. Sure, because otherwise people wouldn't go to your party. See, I've already used that joke, but <laughs> it's actually true. You well. know what? Let's just move on. Kia ora, this is Newsable. I'm Imogen. And I'm Emil. And this is what's worth talking about. It seems like... Like supposedly neutral civil servants are dogging on national and offering their resignations left, right and centre at the moment. So where on earth has this bizarre and extremely beltway trend come from? And what does it say about the rules? It's International Women's Day, so what better day to ask? Is it even worth celebrating? <laughs> Plus King Charles. King Charles cannot book a band for his party. That does not bode well for the rest of us. But uh, all of that is coming up in a moment here on Newsable. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. Well, hey, here's something new and fun. Another high-profile civil servant is in a bit of hot water over this whole political neutrality stuff. This time it's Steve Mahari, who is a former Labour MP. He's now the chair of ACC and Pharmac. And education counts. And he writes a column for stuff.co.nz. He's a busy man. Uh, and in his column, he's been critical of the National Party, as you might expect from a former Labour MP. Uh, he's compared the National Party to the Republicans in the US. And in one column in January, he wrote, uh, nothing seems new or fresh about the team National is offering. Now, that might seem nondescript, but Rob Campbell, the former chair of Te Whatu Order, Health NZ, was sacked earlier this month after he went on a bit of a tirade against National on social media and then double down on in the subsequent days. Mahari has not been sacked yet, but he has offered his resignation to the government, which is now facing accusations of hypocrisy if they keep him around. So joining me now to have a chat about all this is the former National MP Christopher Finlayson. Kia ora. Hi, how are you? Very well, thanks. Now, I mean... <laughs> Brass taxes, do you see a clear difference between what Rob Campbell did and what Steve Mahari has done here? I guess um, Campbell's crime was that he expressed his views in somewhat volcanic terms as opposed to the more cerebral approach of Steve. So it was a, a margins thing, is it? it's a delivery thing, a style thing rather than a substance thing, which between the two cases is relatively similar. Maybe I'm a bit more relaxed about this stuff because I believe in freedom of expression and I don't see uh, why one should be struck dumb simply because one is um, appointed to a government board, but it's the way you do it. If we start sort of banning anyone uh, who offers a contrary view, uh, then I do think we're in dangerous freedom of expression stuff. So. In answer to your question, it is the, the way in which we express ourselves that I think matters. Do you think Do you think that the Rob Gamble saga could become a bit of a millstone here in the sense that it has set a precedent? And so if, if the government is to be consistent here, the, surely they have to take a similar line with Steve Mahari. 
Well, I don't know. I, I've only, in preparation for this interview, flicked through what he said. Mm. I must say, I didn't take, and I know others have a different view, and I respect that, but for myself, I didn't take particular offence at uh, being told I was a member of a backward-looking party. I happened to dispute the proposition, but I'd, I'd hardly think that that's the end of the world for Steve Mahari. You know, the idea of political neutrality in the civil service, is it a bit of an illusion, do you think? Well, I always knew that every single person in the Ministry of Culture and Heritage, which I led as minister for six years, was probably Labour. Crown law is full of those sort of human rights types, and most of them didn't really like me at all. Um, so, you know, you just get on and work with them. Of course, I know that civil servants are lefties, but as long as they they did my bidding, and um, uh, by and large, I have to say, the Ministry of Culture and Heritage was outstanding in, in terms of what they delivered for me, um, I can't say I was surprised or upset. I didn't go home at night worrying that they might go down to the local Labour Party committee and, and say things about me. But even if they did, it wouldn't have worried me too much. Christopher Finlayson, thank you very much for your time today. It's been great. And well, this is a weird one, isn't it? Like, essentially what is being asked here is that the most political people in the country are being asked to be outwardly politically ne neutral. Mm. But I guess in a way that's kind of similar, you know, I guess you're in the gallery, right? Like mm. journalists have political views as well, but they can't let them show. I suppose it's it's a similar situation. Yeah. I mean, we we, we brush all that aside, uh, you and I, not just political reporters. Yeah. Obviously, it's more important for political reporters. You know, we are also in that game. We mm. all vote. Hopefully everyone does. Mm. Um, but you just put all that aside and, and do your job. You're, you're there to tell the facts and put it to the people. But I suppose it's the same in every company, right? You mm. promise not to bring it into disrepute and technically you're working for the government. So, yeah. but yeah, it's a... I guess it's like there are rules and, and don't break the rules. If you've been told not to and you signed up to do it. There it is. Tell you what we've not said yet. What's Happy that? International Women's Day. Oh, hey, thanks. I really appreciate <laughs> You're it. You're welcome. It's so lovely of you to say mm -hmm. that to me. Yeah. I mean, really, you should be saying it to me. Yeah. Um, but, like, what even is International Women's Day, you know? There's still a gaping gender pay gap around the world. A lot of women, myself included, don't feel safe walking home at night. But, sure, like, let's let's celebrate that life for 50% of the population, shall we? <laughs> shall we? <laughs> I really got to watch my stupid here, don't I? <laughs> I might just shut up. You, why don't, okay, I mean, it's totally up to you. You can shut up if you want to. Laura's but yours. seeing as it is International Women's Day, we thought we'd talk to an international woman. Oh, my and, goodness. Oh, oh. <laughs> and by, by international woman, I mean Kiwi comedian living in Aussie, Melanie wow. Bracewell. She's on the line. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my gosh. I feel like a female pit bull. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Miss Worldwide. Miss Worldwide. <laughs> um, happy International Women's Day. How will you be celebrating? Ah, just by um, solving all those aforementioned problems you mentioned. That's sort of how I spend every International Women's Day, just kind of getting stuck in. Just that one day, though, eh? Just yeah, dedicate the yeah, 24 just fix hours. It all for a bit, and then it will so slowly re regress until the next International Women's Day. <laughs> do you think that, what do you think of International Women's Day? Does it do anything? Do we need it? Uh, I think we need it. Mm. I think we need it so that all the... Um, 
all the men on the internet can do their thing where they go, what about International Men's Day? And then we say, well, that does exist. And if you wanted to do something on that day, you could, but you never do. (laughs) It's in November, I think. Yeah, exactly. It exists. Um, So you don't need to bring it up every International Women's Day. Just (laughs) let us have our moment. Um, Yeah, I do do think it's important. Uh, It's... Sometimes it feels a bit fluffy uh, when, you know, corporations get on board and they go, we love women except we don't pay them very well, but (laughs) hey, we've made our profile picture purple. I think to some people it's lip service. To some people it sort of provokes real change, but, you know. Speaking of corporations, there have been some spectacular flops over the years, haven't there, companies trying to um, celebrate, in inverted commas, International Women's Day. Do any spring to mind? Yes, I think the one, the first one I thought of was, I think it was last year and it was Burger King. Do you remember this one? Was that when they said women belong in the kitchen? Yeah. (laughs) They just tweeted women belong in the kitchen and then like a follow-up tweet of like, if they want to. (laughs) They were like, hang on, this was part of like a campaign to get more women in the kitchen for the scholarship, I think. Tragic, very tragic. Yeah, it just felt like it was maybe run past one person. And And the wrong person. Yeah, it was... uh, Beautiful, really. The main thing I notice is just so many brands do this all the time where they're like, we're going to have a panel discussing Women's Day. Uh, will we have a woman? No. No. We will have <laughs> five men. That was the Fonterra Manal. That was, yeah. that was recently. <laughs> I just spectacular that, um, like you say, who was this run by and how did we get here to the, to the point where it's happening and it's yeah. been pu- published, has been pressed? <laughs> on this great idea. Uh, my favourite, of course, would have to be that All Blacks tweet. Oh, yes. That, yeah, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. I'll read it. Yeah. Forever grateful to all the women in our lives that allow us to play the game we love. Partners, mothers, daughters, doctors, physios, referees, administrators and fans appreciate you every day. Hashtag IWD 2022. Hashtag International Women's Day. Completely forgetting that we have a women's rugby team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, we're all straight and we've got hot wives and um, thanks so much for that because now we can throw a ball around. It's pretty sick. And thanks to the ladies in the kitchen, obviously. Yeah. Well. <laughs> hey, Melanie Bracewell, thank you so much for your time chatting. International woman extraordinaire. Oh, thank you so much. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, I've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a big night for the uh, teen and tween and teen tween parent communities <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Harry Styles playing. 
uh, overnight in Auckland. Uh, we have a token young person in our team whose name is Jen. We call her Gen Z. And Jen went along to the gig to document the experience. She recorded some of this for us. Here it is. We are walking up to the stadium now, and I don't think I've ever seen this many feather boas outside of a $2 shop. The crowd is actually screaming. We've just, it's kind of just hit us that we're going to see Harry Styles on the stage right now. Uh, so the energy is high, and we are so excited for tonight. My name is Harry. Thank you for such a warm welcome back to New Zealand. It is a pleasure to be here to play for tonight. It's a pleasure to be here with you, to spend the evening with you. Thank you for choosing to spend your evening with us. Thank you for coming out to see us play tonight. It's been a long time since I've been to New Zealand. It's been about five years. I thank you so much for having us back here with such a warm welcome. Thank you. has just left the stage after love of my life and if he thinks he's getting away without doing kiwi and as it was he he's wrong i have never seen this many pink cowboy hats in one place <laughs> this is the best night of my life and that was jen black otherwise known within the newsable team as gen z who was our token young person i don't feel old enough to have a token young person but there you go <laughs> Right, a little bit offended. Uh, well, I'll tell you what Harry Styles isn't doing. What? Performing at King Charles's coronation. Yes, that's right, because he got invited to, yeah? He got asked to. He's now one of the long list. Kylie Minogue's the latest to turn uh, King Charles down. We've had Adele say no. Elton John has said no. Ed Sheeran has said no. Harry Styles has said no. Kylie Minogue, like I said, the latest in a long line of stars to turn the king down. <laughs> Being in a position where you could do that and and be fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think of any of those artists as being real King Charles vibe, though. You know what I mean? But I suppose it's a party for the people. Yeah, I don't think he's selecting them himself. Do you? Oh, actually, do you, do you reckon he he does? Or well, he's probably. I don't know. Well, do you think he'd have a say at all? Uh, do you think that there's someone, his butler's coming up to him and being like, sir? Adele has turned us down, and Charles is like, no! And then he went, don't worry, sir, we've got five more on the list that are yet to come back to us. All right, so those artists are not playing. Who could play, do you reckon? Well, I think he needs to peel it back a bit yeah. and maybe drop down from the top tier because, <laughs> uh, yeah, they all seem to be turning him down. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying any of these aren't top tier. Maybe they, I, I am and I'm not, okay? He's going for the Johnny um, Walker Black. Look, yeah. list off some names. I'm thinking Atomic Kitten. Ah. I'm thinking... Five. I'm oh. thinking Peter Andre. Oh. <laughs> East Club Seven. Steps. Yeah, no, East Club Five, Seven six, would pop. Seven at yeah, my boots, yeah. golden bit. Like that was a banger. That would, be that great. would get people partying yeah. for the king. Totally. And the kids would like it. The kids would love it. Yeah, yeah. Tom Jones also definitely needs oh, to be added sure. to the list. Yeah, yeah. I Although, was about to start singing and it was going to go badly. <laughs> not on you. You love to be loved I mean, I would kind of like to see, well, actually, I said before, I would like Snoop Dogg to play at my birthday party. Do you think really, he should? Yeah. I would love to see Snoop Dogg play at King Charles's 
um, coronation, but I don't think that's going to happen for... Well, at this stage. Who knows? But we need to get, we need someone to headline King Charles's gig, right? Yeah. If you're keen or you have any suggestions, uh, what should people do, Imogen? They should email us. Newsable at staff.co.nz. They can get in touch via Insta. We're at Newsable NZ because I think we need to send the king a list of New Zealand, a collective New Zealand created, curated list of recommendations. I love that idea. We'll, yeah. we'll stick, stick a couple of Kiwi. Let's do it. William C. Who? You and me, William C. Oh, I thought you said William C. And I was like, I have never heard of I that musical know. artist in my life. On that note, that's Newsable for today. <laughs> I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow us on your favourite podcast player and leave us a rating and review. It helps lots of other people discover us too, so we'd really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who'd enjoyed this podcast, share it with them, spread the word, and go and have a great day. If you liked listening to this pod, Help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support.